Welcome to the Uncommon Church Podcast. Today, you'll hear a message from our pastor, Josie Kerrigan. We hope that it helps you to know God, grow strong in your faith, and do all that God has called you to do. Good morning. We are so glad you're here. I am excited to be bringing you the word today. I'm actually going to ask that you hop back up on your feet. I know you just got comfortable, but that's okay. Let's stand up. I feel like sometimes, you know, Brad, he opens with a funny story, and I don't want you to fall asleep when I open kind of... Not with a funny story, because I don't do funny stories. And you know, a lot of times we stand up when something exciting happens, like our, our team scores, or we're worshiping, or the bride is coming in, and the Word of God is exciting. It's amazing. It has the power to transform us. So I just wanted us to stand at attention. We have 30 minutes to look to the Word of God, and He's going to transform our lives. I want to pray over us before we begin. Father God, right now we just posture ourselves by standing up and paying attention to your word and what you have to say to us this morning. Father, I pray that you would speak to us. God, I ask Holy Spirit, you would bring us understanding that we could see what you're trying to point out to us from your word this morning. We give this next 30 minutes to you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Okay, now you can be seated. I don't know if you were aware, but the youth, if you were here at the beginning of worship, five teenagers got baptized this morning. They just came from, yeah, they just came from a powerful fall retreat down at CFNI, which is amazing. And um, don't know if you were aware, but my husband drives the church bus. So he was the, he's the CDL, the, he has the, the driver's license where he can drive a bus. So he was their driver and he was going to pick up the bus from where we had stored it to pick up the youth and drive them down and then drive them to the hotel, drive them to the services and stuff like that. Well, the bus had been parked there since August and he went to pick it up and get it cleaned up and it didn't start. The battery had died. So this was just the other day. And uh, we were talking on the phone, and he's telling me about it. And then we have this little Nissan Versa that he was trying to um, jump it off of, which was not working. And then he brought a generator and a, um, a battery charger, and that didn't work. And eventually he ended up, you guessed it, having to buy new batteries. But the thing was, we were talking about that and just the pain of it and the things that he was trying to do. And we hung up the phone, and I felt like the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart. And he said... The battery of my people is dying. And I was like, what exactly does that mean? (laughs) But I I, I knew it was God, because I wasn't, I'm not one to think about car batteries. I'm like not a mechanic type person. I was listening and carrying on a conversation with my husband, but I was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, about all the battery things he was trying. So I'm like, the battery of your people, it's dying. It's draining. It's like, what's happening? So I started looking into batteries and what could this mean for us and for our church and for me personally. And so I brought here today, this is not a car battery, but it is a motorcycle battery because we happen to have one in our garage. So this is a battery. This is a power source. It's something that gets the motorcycle running. And what happens is, there are many different reasons why, but sometimes a battery dies. It loses its power. And the Word of God talks about His church, about you and I, having the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And I want to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 5 and verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. You, that's you, me. We are the light of the world. This was Jesus talking, and He didn't say, I am the light of the world, although He was. He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Here's the thing, a light needs power to keep it on. Back in the 
olden days when Jesus was alive, there was usually an oil lamp, but now we use electricity to power our lamps. I don't know if you've realized, but we're living kind of in dark times. The last few years, I feel like the timeline of of heaven has kind of sped up a little bit. We're seeing some things that three years ago I would have never thought we'd see happen, happening in our country and around the world. For a while, there was restrictions on gathering to worship. There's travel restrictions. There are mandates. There are people literally in our church that are having to choose between keeping their job or not, depending on if they want to stand up for their right to choose to be vaccinated. These are things that are political issues, and I'm not trying to be political about it at all. I'm just saying, did you ever think three years ago that that would be an issue in our country? I think we're living in dark times, which means that we need the light of the world to be shining brighter than ever, which means that we cannot let our battery, our power die out. So I went to look at what does it mean or what is it that causes the battery to lose its power? Well, one of the things which had happened to our bus was that it had sat unused. It had just been sitting there. And while the battery is sitting there unused, the car, there's usually some little things in there that are still draining it the electricity from the battery just while it's sitting. And normally if the car is running, then the, um, what is it called? Alternator, thank you, alternator, see? Thank you, honey. The alternator will recharge the battery, but if it's just sitting there, the little things that are needing electricity just even while the car is not used will slowly drain the battery. We were created to be on the move, to be expanding the kingdom of God, to be doing what he's called us to do. And when we're just sitting there spiritually, life will drain us and we won't get recharged and we'll end up powerless. If it sits for too long, it could even die where you can't crank, you know, recharge it again, which is what happened to the battery in the bus. I don't know if you've noticed, but over the past couple of years, some of the people that used to be in church they're not with us anymore. You look around and it's like they stayed at home to watch online, but then they also never came back. They've stopped emailing, they've stopped giving, they've stopped returning phone calls. Their battery died because they weren't being recharged. We were created to take ground for the kingdom of God. And when we stop advancing and stop recharging, our battery loses its power. And this happens, I found out as I'm studying this battery thing, right? This happens more quickly in extreme weather. Apparently, if it's super hot or super cold, it drains the battery faster. I don't know why. If anybody's a mechanic, maybe you can explain it to me afterwards. But I think we're living in some extreme temperatures. I believe that because of everything that's going on around us in this world, our battery drains faster. So we need to be conscious of recharging it more often so that we can be the light of the world. So extreme temperatures or sitting unused. The other thing, I I did not know what this meant, so I had to look it up. Apparently there's something called a parasitic drain that can happen to the battery. Yes, and what it is is there's something in the car that's turned on that wasn't meant to be turned on. You can't really see it with your naked eye, like it might be in the glove compartment. light might be turned on, and even though the glove compartment's closed, it's still on, or there's something that has short-circuited, and even though the car's turned off and the battery's supposed to be fine, it's draining it. There's something hidden that's draining the energy from the battery. I don't know about you, but this can happen in my life sometimes. 
You can't see it on the surface, but there's something that's draining my spiritual energy. You know, we're body, soul, and spirit. We need to rest our body. We talked recently about Sabbath rest on a Sunday morning. We need to rest our soul and take care of our soul, but our spirit is where the power of God resides. And that's what I'm talking about right now. There are things that can drain the power of God from our spirit, the life, what's meant to be life-giving and give out light. It's important that we care for our spirit. And so sometimes there can be a parasitic drain in our lives. It might be bitterness or a hurt or unforgiveness. It's something that you're like, I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's a relationship that's draining you. Hey, can I recommend Freedom Track to go and get deciphered? Yeah, give it up for Freedom Track. Because when you have a parasitic drain, you need somebody like a mechanic with the name on his shirt to come and determine with his voltmeter or whatever they do um, to determine what is it that's draining this battery. Every time I turn my car off, 10 minutes later, the battery's dead. Like, why? This shouldn't be happening. So, in your life, allow the Holy Spirit or go to Freedom Track. Try to figure out what is it, the hidden things in my life that is draining the life out of me spiritually because we need you to be charged up Another thing is these, these terminal connections here. Like, if you've ever had to jump your car, because I've had to, I would be the girl, especially as a teenager, who'd leave my lights running and stuff like that. I'd run into Walmart, come out, can't start my car. Um, so I have jumped many a car in my day. So we have these terminals here where you connect to the power. They're also the ones that are um, connected to your car to take the power from the battery to the car, right? And so a lot of times when your cars won't start, is because there's corrosion or a bad connection on these terminals. We tried that with the bus. Brad called and he's like, hey, can you come over here, get something so I can clean off these terminals and see if I can get a better connection. There's corrosion and buildup, or maybe it just gets loose. I had a very not so good car in high school, and there literally was like a bolt thing that would slide off sometimes just from the vibration of me driving. And so I'd had to go and like reconnect the battery because there was no power going through from time to time. There can be corrosion building up in our lives. I think spiritual corrosion looks like too much gunk between you and the God who recharges our batteries. Maybe it's too much information, too much entertainment, too much worry, too much cares, too much news, too much whatever it is. Our life gets so filled, we have this corrosion, this stuff that gets gunked up on our spiritual terminals and we don't have a good connection to get charged back up again spiritually. Or maybe our connection just like pops loose. There's distance between us and God. For me, when I find myself distant from God, it's usually some area of compromise or sin. It separates us from God and we don't have a good connection to keep our spiritual batteries charged. Is there corrosion that's gunking up? Or is there separation and Last but not least, one of the reasons why a battery loses its power, a car battery, is what I said. You leave the headlights on or you leave the interior lights on accidentally. You turn the car off and you leave. And can I tell you something? A car was meant to turn the headlights on. It was meant to be able to turn on, on the interior lights, but because the alternator isn't charging the battery, because it's not in motion, because it's not doing what it's meant to be doing, even the normal things like turning the lights on will drain the battery. Maybe you're serving, maybe you're doing the things that you were created to do, but you feel like it's draining you because you're not recharging. 
You're just giving out. You keep that light on. You're like, I'm a light. I'm a city on a hill. And you're shining that light until your battery's just like, I don't have any more light anymore. I can't shine anymore. I talked to a lot of people recently, more than ever, that just, I'm just tired. I just feel drained. Have you heard people say that lately? I just feel so drained. We need to recharge our batteries so that we can do what we were created to do, which is to shine our light, to be a city on a hill without it killing us spiritually. We were created to be a source of power that was endless. You know, like this spring of living water on the inside of us, God did not create us with limitations. We're meant to be able to shine that light until Jesus comes back. He has not destined us for a drained battery. He has destined us to be able to shine and serve and give and go and do all these amazing things for him. We are literally the portal of the power of God of heaven on earth. We are the power of God. Like you are the little like wormhole power thing from heaven to earth power of God. That's you. You are a city on a hill. You are the power of God manifest on the earth because you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So what do we do if we feel drained? How do we recharge? And you know, just like this battery has a, a, a negative and a positive, it has two different terminals right here that needs to charge. As I was praying and I was asking God, well, how do we recharge if you feel drained? If your people, are, if we're losing our power, if we're feeling corporately as a body of Christ, like we're losing our battery, so to speak, how do we recharge? And I felt like he gave me two very specific ways, and I want you to pay attention because I believe all of us need to do these. There are two primary ways that we stay connected to God, that we recharge our batteries, and they are his word and his presence. His word and his presence. We know God through his word. What does John say, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and He lived among us. The Word of God is God revealed to us. We connect to God through His Word. And we connect to God through His presence. Being in His presence, that's how we recharge our spiritual battery. We want to be like Moses. We're like, let me see your glory. Do you ever feel like so boosted spiritually after a worship service? It's because you're in the presence of God. Sadly, I find, I don't know if you ever heard this terminology, and I really hate it, but some people are like, well, they're kind of a presence church, or, well, they're kind of a word church. Have you ever heard word church and presence church? We don't have to pick either or. Can I just say, like, we're both. God wants us to be deep in the word, and he wants us to be deep in his presence, and it's not meant to be one or the other. So I need us in this day and age where the darkness, where the climate is extreme and we need to stay charged up. You can't just put the jumper cables on one side. You got to put it on both. Like I'm here today to tell you, you have to stay in your word. You have to dig deep and find what it says so that you can charge up your spirit, ma'am. And you have to spend time with him. Behold his glory and his presence. That's how we are transformed. The Bible actually talks about two ways in the New Testament that we are transformed. So it talks about us becoming like Christ, right? It talks about the word of God renewing and transforming our minds. And it talks about the presence of God. When we behold him, we become like him. God has created you and me 
to become like Christ. The same word transformed that's used in those instances is the same word that's used when Jesus was transformed on the mountain and his face shone with the glory of God. Like, that's how much we can be transformed if we choose to. So I wanna talk about those two things for just a second, the first one being the word of God. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, but Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. This is food for our spirit. This is the source of charging us up spiritually. And I just, I don't know, like if I had, who here likes a hot donut from Krispy Kreme? Yes, okay, not as many people as I thought, to be honest. Okay, I don't know what you like, but just imagine the smell of pumpkin spice in fall. Like, I just wanna whet your appetite. Like, picture something that you really love. Look, this is amazing. And this morning, I, my prayer is that you would get a renewed hunger for the word of God. When we are like kind of weary spiritually, I find my appetite changes and I'm not ex as excited about the word of God and it's like you just need to come on into the restaurant and start eating and once you do, it's great. Yeah. It's really, really great. There's so much in here. Um, I, I don't know, I'm really practical and so what I wanted to do this morning when it comes to the word of God, like I want to see you study the word in ways that you never have before. Like on Sunday mornings, what, we have half an hour, 52 times a year, and you might not even come to all of those. Like that is not enough time to go through the richness that is in the word of God. We need to individually be in here. Did you know that in Matthew, Jesus is described as like the fulfillment of all the prophecies in the Old Testament, like the Jewish Messiah. And in Mark, he is like, the strong man of God, son of God, that there's all these words about being amazed and in awe and people were afraid and astonished. He is like Superman in that book. He is the son of God. And then in John, he is the word made flesh and there's all this like allegory between spirit and the natural and it's all different. There's so many aspects to God that we can find out through his word. I think Jesus asked and answered almost 300 questions like, what did the disciples ask him? And what were Jesus' answers? Like, these are things we can find out by reading his word. There are online, like, um, classes that you can take at um, DBU, I think, is one of them. They, they offer them for free of how to study the word of God. Like, what can you do to connect to God in a deeper way in his word? If you don't have a Bible reading plan, if you want to find some of those, like, classes. I would love to send you those links. I almost did a slide with all the different resources, but I was like, that is just too much, and it's going to take too much part of the service. So what I want you to do, if you want to like up your game to connect to the Word of God, just take one of our Connect cards and put Bible study on it, and I'm going to email you links to all these different resources and study guides and different ways that you because we're all wired differently. Like, how do you want to study the word? I don't know. But there are all these different ways that can help you get into the word of God. Romans 12, 2, it says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what the word of God will do. That way you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Have you guys been confused at all in the past three years at any point in time? You don't have to raise your hand. But can I just tell you that of all times, we need a solid foundation so we're not shaken. 
Because we'll start conforming to this world's way of doing things if we're not renewed and can test what is God's will for me in this crazy situation I find myself in. If you're a new believer, maybe you haven't read all of this in the word yet, but literally Jesus will return. The same Jesus that died for our sins and rose from the dead. He went up to heaven and one day he's going to return. And some of the things that we're seeing, the Bible tells us like we cannot know the day or the exact hour that he's coming, but he said for us to be ready. And then he mentioned a bunch of things that will happen before he comes. And I don't know, it's looking kind of crazy right now, like a lot of the things he's talking about are happening. So I feel like things are speeding up and the more they speed up, the more secure our foundation in the word needs to be. Because people are gonna come with false teachings. They're, might be, or there will be, I don't know if it's happening right now, but there will be persecution. Like even in the United States of America, it's not gonna be popular to be a Christian. And if we don't know, if we're not convinced of what we believe, our battery will drain. It'll seep out from trying to like, well, do I, do I really believe that God's word is the truth? You need to be convinced of that now. Let's get in the word, it's the only firm foundation. The second thing is his presence. The presence of God. I, I mean, I really think there's some people that strive more on the word and some that maybe thrive more on the presence or whatever, that's how we recharge. I'm kind of a presence girl myself. I love the word of God, but give me worship. Like if I feel my battery is drained, I'll put on a worship music and I'll just sit there and worship. And after 10 minutes, I feel recharged. I don't know how it is for you, but it is powerful when you connect with God that way. Literally infuses us with power. I love the verse in 2 Corinthians 3.18. I think I might have given you the NIV, but I'm reading it from NLT, so if my words are, are different. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. If you've had the veil removed, that means just that you're born again, like you see that Jesus is Lord. You can see and reflect the glory of God. You can literally see him. Like in the Old Testament, I think Moses was the only one who got to see his glory, but we're allowed to. So why don't we? Sometimes we're just too busy, I don't know. But if we're wanting to stay charged up, if we're wanting to keep the power, we need to see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. It's in his presence that we are changed. We're transformed. You know, it's funny, isn't it? Transformer, I think, is where power goes from like one voltage to another voltage. I think when we're in his presence, it's like we take the voltage of heaven, like the power of God, and it comes to reside in us in such a way that the world around us can receive it. We receive his power, and then we're able to give it out because we are a city on a hill. We're the light of the world. So I don't know if any of those ways of draining your battery has been happening to you lately, but the cure is very, very simple. It's his word and it's his presence. And it's kind of like going to the gym. If you haven't been practicing those two things, you're not gonna feel like doing it. 
Can I just tell you that right now? Like, just because you hear a message about it, when you get home, you're not gonna be like, I just really want to study the word and I want to be in his presence. No, you might feel like watching Netflix or the kids are super loud and you're like, how am I gonna find time for this? But we must make time. It's a discipline, not just a desire. But the more we do it, where are my, my gym people? So like Christy or Michelle, it's like once you started working out, didn't you like start loving it? That's just how it works. It's like, the more you do it, the more you love it. It's like eating chocolate. Once you start, you just can't stop. At least not me, I don't know. So the word of God and the presence of God, the Bible talks about it being sweet as honey to our lips. But we have to taste it. Taste and see that the Lord is good so that you can be empowered because you are the light of the world. When the world is dark, like what's it gonna do without a light? We are plan A, plan B, plan C. Like there is no other plan. You're it. So we need to do our due diligence. In ending, what are some signs that your battery might be weak? In a car, one of the things is the engine turns over, but like it doesn't start. You know, just like, it, it, it doesn't go anywhere. I feel like that sometime in my spiritual walk. It's like I can sha-ba-ba-ba-ba, but it's like there's no power. It's almost like just a performance. Like it doesn't really start the engine. It just turns over. Like I'm raising my hands in worship, but I feel kind of dead inside. I'm singing the songs, but it doesn't get any power going. If that's you this morning, maybe your battery has drained, but God wants to recharge you. Another thing is the engine cranks slowly. Like it does eventually turn over, but it just like, it takes a minute, which by the way, my car has started doing that, so we should maybe look at the battery. <laughs> so, you know, it takes a minute. Like maybe you need to be around a bunch of other worshipers in order for your spiritual battery to crank your engine. Like you have to get a boost. You're meant to be able to power others. You're supposed to be able to give other people a jump. If you're needing the boost of other people, it means your battery's getting weak. So let's check ourselves and see, you know, do I need 200 people and three conferences in order to at least like feel the Lord, that means your battery is weak. We're supposed to wake up in the morning and be like, good morning, Lord, what do you have for me today? There's a difference. Can you tell the difference? It's not wrong. I'm not saying you're in sin or anything. I'm just saying wake up and charge our batteries if we're feeling that way. These are signs that something's not okay spiritually. I didn't know this. I read this, but apparently the radio doesn't work when the battery is weak. So... The radio not working, maybe you're not hearing God speak to you like you used to. It's like the frequency is just not tuning in and you're like, I just don't feel like I hear the voice of God anymore. It's just quiet. I'm in a desert, which sometimes I know we're in a dry place, but you know, it just doesn't feel right. If you haven't heard God speak to you personally, and it can be through his word, his written word in a long time, Maybe your battery is draining and you need to check yourself and make sure that you're connected to the power source and recharging. Otherwise, when you give to others, you're going to get depleted. And lastly, low lights or dim lights. I don't know if you've ever heard this but, oh, or seen this in your car, but when the battery is about to die, it's like the dashboard is just dim. Like everything is just dimmer. We are meant to shine brighter. And if you feel like in this, especially the past few years of people disagreeing about so many things and cancel culture and I'm afraid to even speak up because somehow believing in Jesus is you know, now not loving, like all these things. If you feel like your light has grown dim, 
and you're not as bold in your witness as you used to be, if you start compromising a little here and there because you don't want to offend people, that means your lights are growing dim, which means maybe your battery needs some recharging. You need to go back to the truth of the word of God and see, hey, this really is right and this really is wrong. Jesus is the only way to God. There is none other. We need to recharge our batteries in the word of God because we're the only light that can point to Jesus. God is so good. And like I said before, he created you to be able to shine your light until Jesus comes back or until you make it into glory, right? We're not destined for having drained batteries. But he did destine us to do great things for his kingdom. Sometimes what happens when our battery gets drained, it's hard to think about charging other people because we just want to make sure that our car can keep running. I want all of us to have enough power so that we can charge and, and give jump starts to other people whose batteries have died. It's like when you're in wartime, if you're not enlisted, if there's war going on, you're really just worried about your family as you should be and keeping them safe. But if you're enlisted in the military, you don't have that luxury. You, you have to also care for the welfare of the whole nation and your brothers in arms. And there's a war on that you have to fight. Listen, we're in wartime. And if we belong to God, we're enlisted. We don't just have the luxury of just caring about our own little lives. Some of you are, are literally generals in the army of God and you look at the big picture of the chess pieces of heaven being moved around. We can't just get so focused on our little thing that we forget that we are the answer right now. And even if things get much worse, whether that's now or in a thousand years, before Jesus comes back, they are going to get much worse. We are still the answer and we're still the city on a hill. So we have to stay charged. What does God have for us as uncommon church? Not just to like barely survive and have our lights grow dim, but to do amazing things in our community for the kingdom of God. I want you to just hop up on your feet for a minute. We're gonna pray and before we do that, I just wanna talk to you about our church and what, what does it look like to be a light in the darkness? If you could just find your cell phone Find your cell phone. Just go ahead and grab those. Don't get distracted. Just grab them. <laughs> and you can go ahead and turn the lights out, guys. And yeah, some of you are turning your flashlights on. The world is dark. And you can go ahead and turn them on and raise them up high. It really makes a big difference. It really makes a big difference. And for some of us, we're so concerned about like our, this is not popular probably, but your iPhone battery has a lot more of your attention than your spiritual battery. If you see it's going red halfway through the day, you're like, oh my gosh, where is the charging cable? I can't live without finding out all the things at all times and everybody needs to reach me. God needs to reach you. We need to have our spirits charged. You are a city on a hill. You're the light of the world. I want to read this over you. 
says, behold, I am coming soon. This is Jesus speaking. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, that is you, that's going to be all of us. I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. We will always be with God. I'll write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from God. And I will write on them my new name. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I really felt in my spirit God saying that some of our batteries are growing dim. God, I pray that you would speak to all of us what it means to be the body of Christ in this hour and to have our batteries charged up. Just picture it, picture whatever that looks like in your world, in your life. For me, I see Uncommon Church just filled to the brim. That freedom track has so many people in it, we have to do it in the main sanctuary. You can go ahead and Turn your lights off and before I drain your battery. <laughs> I picture Sherwin-Williams gone and we have like a big coffee shop there where people from the community are coming in. I picture 24 hours of prayer going on every day where people can come in and be healed. I picture these altars particularly filled with young people, like children and teenagers worshiping their guts out that they are the first to lead and the first to prophesy and the first to see signs and wonders and miracles as we're raising up the next generation. I picture more people getting born again every Sunday than we see in a month now. I picture miracles happening. I picture you groups all over DFW like little lights like those lights that I saw on your cell phones with real, genuine community happening. I picture all of us going deep in the Word of God and the presence of God being so strong, not just when we worship here, but when you're in your house worshiping, that we can literally see the glory of God like that cloud of His presence during our times in worship. What does it look like for you if we really are to take ground for the kingdom of God? Because I don't want to be a car that's sitting still and our batteries are dying. I don't care if it's like crazy times right now and economic turmoil and all this stuff. We will be advancing the kingdom of God. That's how we keep our batteries charged. I want you to just say, I, I had them put it on the screen, that you're the light of the world. Because here's the thing, we need to take ownership of that. And so we're going to say this together and then we're going to close in prayer. Say, I am the light of the world. Say it again. One more time. Yes, you are the light of the world. So Father God, right now, I just pray for each and every person that whatever might have been draining their batteries, Lord God, myself included, Father, that right now you would recharge us by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you are the ultimate jumper cable for our spiritual batteries. And even if it was dead, you would just replace the batteries. So right now we just call on you, oh God, to recharge us on the inside. Father, I pray that you would give us a new vision. Father, that you would strengthen our resolve to shine bright for the kingdom of God in this hour. And I pray that corporately, as a body, as a church family, that we would be a city on a hill that is not um, giving way for the enemy. We're not giving up ground, but we are taking ground in Jesus' name. That we would shine brighter the darker it gets, God. 
for those that feel like there's no way that they can get recharged right now, I just speak hope. And that's a lie of the enemy. It doesn't matter how long your battery's been dead. God is able to restart it in Jesus' name, and it'll be stronger than ever before, just like our little Versa battery is small, but that, that bus battery is huge. I just pray for an upgrade, that your battery would get even bigger and stronger and contain more power, more of the power of God on the inside of you. Thank you, Jesus, that you're so good to us and that you refill us every time. You recharge us every time. Thank you, Lord. Let me just talk for a second. If there's anybody in this room that you do not belong to Jesus, you, your inner man, your battery spiritually literally is dead because you've never asked God to come in and awaken your spirit man. The Bible talks about being born again, and it's like having the life of God come live on the inside of you. So where we were once dead, we come alive. And the old person that we were is gone. And Jesus comes to live on the inside of you and gives us a brand new life. A life of love and peace and power, where we're connected to God, the one who created us, because he loves us so much. If you would all just bow your head and close your eyes. If you have not given your heart to Jesus, if you don't know him in a personal way, where you belong to him and you live for him, and you have been bold in your witness, like you've determined, hey, I belong to Jesus and I'm unashamed to say so. If you haven't done that, if you have not surrendered your life to God, this morning, he wants to meet with you. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to transform your life. He wants to give you hope again. He wants to take all the burdens and all the sin and all the weight that's been surrounding you and all the worries and all the fears. If you're watching online, that's true for you too. I feel like there's somebody that is just burdened with fear. You just feel consumed by fear and anxiety. Listen, the answer to that is Jesus. He can lift those burdens off of your shoulders and make you brand new again and give you purpose. So if you would like to give your heart to Jesus this morning, I just wanna know who I'm praying for. We're gonna all pray together and I won't embarrass you in any way, but I wanna see who I'm praying for. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, just raise up your hand and say, this is my day. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want new life. If there's anybody in this room, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I see that hand back there, and I see that hand back there. Come on. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for new life. If you're watching online, maybe you're home and you're in your living room. We just heard a testimony. This happened last week of somebody, when Brad was speaking, they gave their heart to Jesus right there in their living room. God sees you. He knows you. He cares about you, and he wants to take the weight off of your shoulders. So right where you're at, just raise your hand up just as a sign of surrendering to God. Even in your bedroom, wherever you're at. We're gonna pray together. If you could all repeat after me, just pray alongside those that are surrendering their lives. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin and make me brand new. I put my trust in you. I believe that you're the son of God and I give you everything. Amen. Amen, amen. Jesus became the Lord of your life. Can we give it up for Jesus? Come on. You are born again. You're a new creation.
Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast. If this message has impacted your life, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And for more information on our church community, you can click the link in the description or visit uncommonchurch.tv.